this week on Spilling Chai, we have back with us Pete Dominic. Um, and I'm so excited, Pete, because I get so much crap uh, talking about white guys. And now we have a white guy on Spilling Chai. See, I, I don't hate all of them. <laughs> so happy to be your white guy on the on this podcast. I love you. I love your work. And I love talking to you. So let's let's get us. Uh, are we talking about the caucasity? Yes, uh, let's. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me quickly give some context. So I have been, I have really been wanting to talk about everything with Don Lemon. I wanted to write about it. Then I wanted to do a video about it. And now I'm just like, oh, it's so perfect because I wanted to talk to you about Mindful Masculinity Part 2. And um, so for those of you who don't know or who live under a rug or I don't know, live under something, a rock, not a rug. <laughs> um, Don Lemon last week was it just a week ago? It seems like it's been like a month. Last week basically um, defined when women are in their prime. Uh, so apparently after 40, we're just uh, shriveled up little prunes. And it set up this firestorm, rightfully so. But it also um, today appeared that he is going to be coming back on the show tomorrow. So Pete, you've been really vocal about this. You were actually quoted. Um because you made a really good point about how not only this, this isn't uh, the first time for him. So yeah. kind of take I mean, it away. I think that it's a really, really important issue to to take a look at. And I was, I've been really fired up and, and disappointed about a lot of the things that he has said on a number of issues, but certainly when it comes to, to women uh, about women and to women on his show and about, you know, gender equity issues and so on, you, you're careful in our business as to what kind of punches you're going to make publicly. I've been critical of him privately forever since I met him and knew him well when I worked there in, in 2010. And I just always found him really unlikable, frankly, but but that was one thing, just arrogant and, and, and just this guy who really wanted to be a, a star, not a journalist. And I watched him over the past you know, year especially, but certainly in his old show where one of my closest friends, Laura Coates, would sit in for him. So I kind of paid attention because I really was always and am always rooting for her. And so she would sit in there and it would be a completely different show. And I was like, why is this woman not your headline star of the network, number one? Real quick, I love Laura Coates. And that is the million dollar question. That show should have been handed right over to her. She's still, yeah, she's the best. Yeah, she's I mean, like like that woman, just uh, of a moment there to just tout Laura, I mean, it's easy to sit here and say when it comes to media, and I think you should do this. You should say, do we have diversity on our staff? We've got men, we've got women, we've got black, white, Asian, Hispanic. What does America look like? LGBT, all of the different. I think that's great for every institution, organization, and obviously for media. But I never like when I when we talk about Laura Coates, it's easy to water uh, anybody down to whatever. The, you know, I'm a white, straight guy. She's a black, uh, straight woman. She's a black woman. She's a, uh, on TV. To me, the thing about her is. She also is the smartest and if they would allow her to be or she would allow herself to be the funniest She's person the yeah. on all of like cable TV. She's and an dumb. amazing writer, an amazing storyteller. I yes. mean, her book, yes. uh, yeah. Pursuit of Justice, so the idea Just Pursuit is great. Yes. When you have someone like her on your staff. It's just seemingly a no brainer to, you know, to to give her more respect, more attention. For whatever reason, they moved Don Lemon. Inside story is it was a demotion. 
from 10 p.m. to the morning show. I he didn't see it. He didn't spin it that way publicly. Certainly, he bought a whole bunch of new clothes and showed up in the morning, sitting in between you know these these two women. Yeah. And the bottom line is, he has made uh, so many sexist comments that. It's worse than what you said when you when he you, you characterized it as he said Nikki Haley wasn't in her prime and made it seem like, you know, women, there's a prime for women somehow, because it's worse than that, because my friend Poppy Harlow tried to dig him out of the crater that he had just formed for himself by saying, I think you mean political prime, like when yeah. they're prime. And he was like, no, no she said, do you mean reproductive prime? <laughs> she did try to save him and he doubled down. Give him a caveat and he yeah. didn't take it. And that well, you know what him. made it actually even worse? I don't know if you saw the rest of this footage when they brought in uh, Audie Cornish after the break. And she, it was like a, it was like a college course. She laid it down that we're talking about political prime and that women oh, can. I did, not, I did not even hear. It I was, to yeah. Great. You know what? She's great. And I don't know why that um, segment didn't make more rounds because he doubled down. It it was worse. Yeah. He made it even worse. Poppy tried to get him out. Then Audie even gave him an opportunity. And it's just like, shut the, shut the fuck up. Even, <laughs> more evidence of the problem is during his apology, allegedly. I mean, this terrible is, apology. He said, I've got lots of women friends. It's just like saying you have black friends, by the way. It's just like but saying, I'm, I'm not racist. Like, Look at my black friends. I like to tell people about my black roommate, but that's not neither here nor <laughs> Freshman year, two black roommates. Anyway, that gives me all the credibility. In the world. <laughs> yes. I am close to so many women in this network. Exactly. I couldn't like, believe I don't know, I have, And he dropped their names like the public, like, and he, by the way, he only, even worse, it's so Don Lemon for him to say, I have lots of female friends. And he Aaron knows Burnett. <laughs> there are people that everybody knows, like, you can't even, are you friends with any women that don't have their name on a show, dude? Yeah. Oh, and what about when he was like, oh, um, I'm so close to my mother. She's 80. I just threw her a surprise birthday party. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to say? You get nothing for, <laughs> you get like nothing for that. It's like Chris Rock's old joke. I don't, you know, guys bragging about not hitting women. I don't hit women. You're not supposed to. That's not, you don't get to brag about doing things you're not supposed to do. Seriously. So he's, he's been, he's been reprimanded. And apparently the Chris Licht, who, I mean, God, I could say a lot of stuff about him, but he, I, I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what he Can I tell thinking. you, I had, um, I had dinner with a very, very good CNN international anchor, former CNN international anchor. And she said such interesting insights about the whole thing. She was just like, this guy came in and that is what he thought. These three people, the most talented, that's what you're the first thing you're going to do. And it just, it, it looks wrong even I mean, there's too many people. Three is a crowd. There's a reason people say that. Honestly, I think they should take them off the show and give it to the women. That's the real way to, I think, salvage this. I mean, I, I, that's one way to do it. But the, the, what they're doing is they're apparently giving him some. He has to take a workshop. Yeah. What the hell is I, that? I, I, but but I mean, well, what it should be is just him watching his own commentary of that basically, uh, you know, being deeply offended and trying to argue that the the women, the female soccer players don't deserve the same pay equity or or any uh, of these other just yeah. like ridiculous kind of arguments for him to be making and, and taking. And also, you know, they should just have him watch himself. As I think this is really important that you don't also cut off the people that are on TV with you. And he interrupts all the time. Terrible. I'm surprised that he didn't get I'm more shit for talking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> By the way, I woman's woman interrupt a lot. 
It's the irony of my life. I have ADHD. I diagnosed myself on Instagram. Oh, good for you. Oh, good I for think you. I do. But apparently it's it's an uncontrollable urge to interrupt, but I'll shut the fuck up. Okay, go ahead. We're, we're becoming like uh, Don and, and uh, Caitlin. That's apparently no, who he like just, chewed out about that. I was just uh, taking an opportunity for humor by saying, you know, we've we got to listen <laughs> better true. when you started talking. So I'm not sure exactly. But the point is, <laughs> Um, this is not the way to do it. Like we we have to do better as men in being really good role models. And the way to do that is to just keep learning and keep listening and keep observing your own behavior and be thoughtful and modest and humble. A lot of things we're not necessarily taught to be, certainly Western men. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have to do with like gender orientation. Like Don is a, is a gay guy. That doesn't mean he can't be sexist. It's sexism, racism. You can be a black person and be racist. You can be a black person and uphold white supremacy. You can be a woman and uphold patriarchy. And they are being used that way from Herschel Walker to the prime minister of Italy. There's yeah. examples after examples of this actually occurring. But what we have to do if you're someone who thinks about gender equity, thinks about their own journey, is to take a look at yourself, take a look at the scholarship, take a look at smart people's writing about it, take a look at your own behavior. And I, I you don't know this, but like I had to go on a deep dive last year mm -hmm. and figure some some stuff out. I mean, you've always been very thoughtful and complimentary to me, but my wife and I broke up because of my terrible emotional reactions that while they weren't, you know, it, it's hard to explain. Everybody has their yeah. own when they hear that. Like, well, how bad was it? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, everybody has a different perspective, but like, you know, every, once a month we'd get into a bad argument and yeah. I would get loud and I would yell and she would yell, but she couldn't take that. She yeah. didn't want that. And it was like a, basically a 10 month separation. I've talked about a lot of it openly, some of it not so much, but the point was I had to go and do this really deep dive. And a lot of it really was, and why I'm sharing a lot more about it, good for men to hear. I'm ready mm -hmm. to like really talk about what I did and how it fixed my, what I would call like, not exclusively male problems, but very typical in guys like me. And I, and I talk with guys about this all the time and it's like, we're the same person. Yeah. Well, I'm seeing that a lot. First of all, it's so important that you said that because we, we, especially in the States, I feel like I mean, toxic masculinity is real and constantly being reinforced. So I understand why men feel like uh, scared <laughs> or vulnerable. I feel like they shouldn't ask for help. Yeah. It's very cultural and we, we can talk about any kinds of society and, 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 and men's role and how they take things, but I can certainly speak to like Western American, a certain type. I can speak to my generation. I am that guy and I'm ready to talk about it. But it also takes so much um, humility to be able to do that. I mean, I always want to know what's wrong. I'm kind of like the godfather. I'm, I want to know bad news right away and then let's fix it. It's it's so um, it's so much more positive to want to fix it. And so many men don't even want to listen. Back to Dawn, I am shocked at the level of arrogance. It's so outdated. It it's I'm like, okay, I kind of heard this stuff about this guy. Personally, I've never met him. Um, heard it on and off comments from people that work with him. But this level of arrogance is so outdated. I'm just like, dude, what are you talking about? You can't speak about women this way. And who yeah, when you say outdated, like I think a really good point to illustrate that it's outdated is that we can all have our thoughts on the Me Too movement and 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 what we saw happen with powerful men during that time. A whole bunch of you know a, a lot of accountability, not mm -hmm. you know some accountability, but I think that most of us. 
we have less of an excuse than we did before that movement because yes. we, we were forced to go through our own history and our own present. See, where have I been, you know, even unintentionally, you know, I'm certain I talk down to younger women. I, I, I try to be conscious of that, but at mm -hmm. work I used to, I'm certain I raised my voice, maybe disproportionately to women. I don't know. Um, I mean, it was never so bad that I had a button under my desk in a shape, but like, I don't <laughs> My conscience is clear on on the worst of behavior yeah. for sure. But like all of us had to go through and do our own internal audit. And mm -hmm. if you still haven't learned, as you know, Don is a perfect example, then you I'm just saying you have even less of an excuse now, given what we all should have learned and yeah. lived through uh, looking at ourselves just a few years ago. Exactly. And he's in the news, man. He's had to cover so many powerful men having been brought down. Like historically, it has, it has never happened, which makes me think that he is really a sexist pig. He really, really believes in this stuff. I think it was kind of like one of those, uh, nah, I don't, I don't want to go there with, uh, or I don't agree with that. Um, and what was interesting, what really pisses me off about what he said is that it's not just about Nikki Haley. Don, Hale, uh, Don Haley, <laughs> Don Lemon is five years older than Nikki Haley. So he thinks that she is not in her prime, but I think they both look great, by the way. <laughs> I know they both look great. But now I want to say something because the other thing that has come up is that it's just very um uncomfortable and just I just feel like all men should shut the fuck up about women can or cannot do. And I think that what I learned a long time ago is I'll never stop criticizing people, but I will stay away from the characteristics that are uh, uh immutable. You don't choose to be a woman. You don't choose to be the color of your skin. You don't choose to have this hair or whatever. So when yeah. I hear, like, I heard a guy yelling at the town hall town meeting the other day, like some woman should get a brush. And I was like, you know, it's just yeah. that those types of comments, they're, they're lightly sexist or something like that. But I don't like the whole Karen thing because I think it marginalizes a whole generation or group of women. And I think that we need to, you can look at the statistics for white women's attitudes and voting, and you can come up with that the majority of them don't do themselves in the category. Yeah. They vote opinion. with race over gender but, consistently, but yes. We don't want to minimize and marginalize people who are apolitical that we might get to convince to be you know, part of a, of a movement, of a campaign. And we don't want to minimize and marginalize you know, white women in general as a result of that. I don't, I don't think that kind of thing helps. I do think that it's sexist and I don't engage in it. So whatever he said, like calling a woman a Karen is not a thing I do. That being said, I often laugh when other people do. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I love you, Pete. Me too. I was like, yes, it's so wrong. But I love the Karen jokes are pretty funny. So yeah, and I but, watch all the, I mean, I watch every one of those videos. Of, <laughs> it's not gender specific. I watch anybody going nuts on customer service or the gate agent or fighting because they had too many beers in the Eagles. Or calling know. the cops on a black guy bird watching. Uh, that one's different. That one I don't enjoy as much as I do yeah. some of the others. But yeah, I mean, I I don't I think that's pro I'll just say I think it's problematic and I don't I don't like it and I don't do it. Excellent. Let's go back to Don because uh, Kirsten Powers works at CNN wrote about it on her Substack and she said something very interesting um, that this is how men in 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 media think. So he was actually giving us like this window, and he hasn't been punished, and he's probably not going to be punished. CNN continues um, to tumble, not something that I, well, I mean, I love much, no love lost on CNN. But there seems to be a pattern, I feel like, since Chris Cuomo left of this really exposing that the depths of toxic masculinity inside this network. And I don't think it can only be CNN, right? 
No, that's just media executives. Um, and even, you know, a lot of powerful women uh, find themselves in a position where if they don't continue to advocate for the powerful men, then they find themselves being demoted. So it's a, it's a really hard thing, obviously, for, I mean, ask any woman, female executive in any industry, but certainly in, in media. But no, I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's really problematic that that we don't have uh, a better understanding still when it comes to, uh, whoa, when my microphone fell apart, when it comes to gender equity. But I think that can be spent, you know, certainly it's easy to talk about in media because we see these people, we hear them, there's cameras and microphones on them, but it's, you know, to probably a lot of listeners, it's more important to talk about it in, in, in their office, in their industry and how it plays out. It's still pervasive. It's still everywhere. And, you know, you've got a lot of things trending obviously for women and girls in the wrong direction. In yes. This so. That CDC report that came out that says suicide, depression, sexual violence against American teen girls, especially is at skyrocketing records my, levels. My daughters are 15 and 18. When that CDC report came out, I have been thinking about it so much, trying to talk about it as much as possible, but that is absolutely the kind of thing that we need to be talking about. And we need to create policies and atmospheres where women can thrive. That's actually the name of a book I read when my daughters were born, Women Thrive, uh, or rather name of an organization that I work yeah, with. Yeah, yes, um, I know Women Thrive. Yeah, they, uh, they, they were uh, awesome. Uh, one of my mentors, Ritu Sharma, I will always- Ritu be. Sharma, oh my God, I love her. I worked with her on the Hill in my early, early um, feminist one policy analyst days. She's amazing. She so much back in like 2010. So, I mean, like the people like her and organizations like that, and those are the things that we need to elevate and platform and, and give an opportunity to speak to. And then I think also men that are, that are doing that kind of work with other men. That's really important. And that's the project I'm working on right now. Talk to me. Well, first of all, thank you so much for turning the conversation exactly where I wanted to go. I have two questions for you. Uh, I want to, because the last time you were on, you talked to me kind of about this community, this group that you were talking with, with men, right? Yeah, well, that I've been continuously tried to cultivate, certainly privately. It's a delicate thing to uh, try to profit off of. Yeah. Um, I'm not a therapist. So I do want to create kind of a brand and I do want to monetize it. It's just delicate. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel like I'm quite ready or qualified. But it's I, so I, amazing I, that you see this need and you want to like, this is, I love you, Pete. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think that it's pretty easy to diagnose problems. I do. I don't think that not all problems, obviously, but certain things <laughs> like gender and, and, and racism and so on. Like it's not, it's not women that are a problem with gender equity. It's men. So it's like women are always going to fight and, and and lead movements, but men also have to lead movements within other men. Like that's our responsibility in the same way with anti-racism. Mm -hmm. It's not exactly. black and brown folks that they're always going to fight for their rights and always have in this country, unfortunately, and continue to have to. But the problem is, is with us. And now, you know, that's also trending in the run. The new tons of new research out specifically by PRRI talking about, and this has been the case always, I've learned sadly, why White folks think they're more discriminated against mm -hmm. than black folks. So it's I think it's the responsibility of those of us who certainly don't see it that way and don't agree with that to, to educate others, inform others. And, other, you know, we're the problem. We have to be the solution. It's not hard to yeah. figure out. I don't think it's a noble pursuit. 
Yeah, if we had more more men like you. Um, I also have uh, two daughters and I love when you talk about your daughters. I love your tweets about them. And I saw was it yesterday you posted what your girl reading a book in Madrid. Uh, talk to you about your teenage girls. I know you got, you know, the you and your wife separated, but I always feel like you have just been such a great uh, I I father I role model for a father. I Maybe I didn't say it. We we got we reconnected, my wife and I. Um, what? Yes, I should have said that earlier. We separated. Yeah. But we, we you guys are getting back. back together? We are. We've been back together. Yeah. Awesome, Pete. That's a big detail. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I told. You're like, I, told. I forgot. <laughs> it, well, you know, it's such a private thing. And it's almost like why you don't tell anybody what's going on in your marriage, because then you have to inform them that yeah. things changed or got worse or got better. Oh, but I, I don't, totally understand. Yeah. I, I, I hate to confuse people, but no, it, there's currently it's, you know, That's it's so awesome. it's a day, we take a day at a time, Val and I, but we are we have a super I think, you know, a healthy relationship. The breakup was a really healthy thing. We would both agree. And we kind of both want to talk about it, you know, more publicly, if not for the privacy of our daughters who you asked about. But the bottom line is with them, you know, they're 15 and 18 now. And the goal for me, I'll only speak for myself, though, you know, I don't think my wife needed to set this goal because she already was a confident, independent woman. But for me, it was to raise a confident, independent woman, women. That was my goal. Maybe some other men don't have that goal, but that was my simple goal, knowing the world and the country and the culture they would be growing up in. And so, you know, obviously I really tried to not focus on gender hardly at all and, and make sure they believe they could do anything regardless of that. But, you know, there's, I read a lot of books. I read a lot of books. <laughs> read books, people. I did. Yes. There's a lot of really right. great books. And now I'm working on a book, which I hope that you'll, you know, be a part of, which is, Ooh. yeah, I'm, I'm Spill writing, the tea. Oh my I'm God. Writing. I just, sorry to interrupt again, in, woman interrupt again. I just noticed your CNN mug there. <laughs> Awkward. I, I every network, um, you name it. I've got a mug. I only I, see CNN though. <laughs> oh, I've got an MSNBC I've got, one quick. I've got oh my NBC one. I You're like two. this shitty network. One of the broke, <laughs> Air Report one. Uh, but the the uh, the book proposal I have that that I really am definitely going to do is it's a book when I was my daughters were born. You know they're two years apart. But when I found out I was having girls, I started to get wise. I started to read. And, you know, I think most of the books I read were certainly by women and kind of scholars, almostly scholarly type uh, works, but they dumbed down enough for someone like me to, to be able to appreciate. So, but I, the book I want to write is for men raising daughters in our country and culture. And my so idea is now that my daughters are 15 and 18, I see all my mistakes. I see all my successes. I like to think my idea is to interview women like you about your relationship with your dad, who you've been really public about. So what did yeah. he do right? What did he do wrong? Um, and if you had a bad father or no father, how, how did that play a role? So I've, I've so got a whole important. bunch of women. I've got a binder full of women whose names <laughs> I will reach out to, to to interview about their relationship with their dad. And that's the book. It's a transcript that's of right. my conversations with, with women like you about, oh. you know, the, I love the role that. that your dad played the good, the bad, the what you wish for. It's so important. I love that you're doing that so much. I always tell my girls that they're so lucky um, that they have a dad that is so there and present. I mean, I had a wonderful father. He's amazing, but he was never there. He was so freaking busy. <laughs> 
he was never there. I used to read about my dad and find out where, what the heck was going on like um, in the newspapers. But um, I always say that to my girls, that, that they're so lucky. But also, I always say to, say to my husband that every little thing matters. This is who you're looking to for. I think the hardest you know, thing. Relationships, everything goes on. For sure. On. I think I think the most the most difficult thing, honestly, with with raising girls is you can read all the books. You can say all the right things. You can even do a lot of of the right things. Certainly the most important thing you can do, I think, as a parent in general, and we've been led otherwise, uh, is to spend time with them and stop being so worried about money and financial it's, security it's and career so and true. ego, which is hard. It's not it's not easy. It's hard for especially for men, so I think. True. Um, so true. But, but so spending time with them. But the hardest thing is to treat their mother with constant. Constant. Consistent respect, respect because yeah. she can be an asshole. You know, like the thing, like you, you guys, I can be an asshole too. Everybody, but not a, <laughs> not a yes. gender specific insult. That's why I don't call women Karen's. Karen's, like, yeah, being an asshole officer. Um, so <laughs> she's being a racist officer. But no, I mean, I think the point is, like, your marriage will not be perfect. Your relationship will go through maybe even long phases of difficulty. You mm -hmm. will resent your partner. You yeah. will be mad at your partner. That's okay. That's normal. It's expected. But the way that you treat them, the way that you behave, and that's hard to do. And yes, you, they, kids will watch it. Watch. Will watch that. And the they watch body, everything. And I read this when I was raised, when they were babies. It's like they are going to be, if they like boys, they're going to be with a man or a woman who's going to be like you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they might, they very well could find themselves, you're the only role model. I mean, it's, you know, ask any guy, this is such a, this is anecdotal. What did they want to do when they grew up? So often they wanted to do what their dad did, no matter what their dad did, because you thought that was the only job. I wanted totally. to be an insurance agent on a ship. <laughs> My dad is like, no, no, you don't want this. <laughs> he well, but he didn't like the, you know, he didn't want me to be an insurance agent. And then, you know, I found the company. <laughs> yeah. No, I see what you say. You have, they're going you have to, to yeah. make every word you say. And I am just so infinitely proud of the relationship that I have with both my girls and mostly just constantly supporting their independence and not being a, helicopter parent which is yes way very more overdone you know we worry more about girls for good reasons because specifically of sexual assault and so on but like these people that are worried about their kids getting kidnapped or you know a lot of irrational things and so they just they protect their kids at all costs a lot of people found out my daughter was going to spain alone to see friends mm -hmm. and they were like are you crazy it's gonna end up like taken Oh my gosh. Well, that yeah. then she's screwed because I don't have a special set of skills. And by the way, neither is Liam Neeson. He's like 65 to be ageist. Why anyway, is he all yeah, exactly? <laughs> the point is, but but my daughter, I'm not worried about her. Yeah. She doesn't speak the language. She has friends there. I'm not worried about her at all. I mean, geez, oh. when we were younger, when we went to Europe and backpacked, regardless if you're gender. Uh, we didn't even have phones. We didn't. Even, we couldn't. I, oh, we oh my god! Yes, yes. Hey, I stayed. I slept in train stations and stuff. In oh my Europe. gosh! So she, you know, what does she get out of this trip? Eighteen years old, senior in high school, going to Europe. She gets so so much, much confidence. Period. No, and confidence, independence. I mean, I always I say to my mom, yeah. And yeah. I'm going to hold her back because I'm worried about something that's most the the very very unlikely to happen. Yeah, it's like the Khalil Gibran um, 
poem your children do not belong to you they come from you but they do not belong to you a lot of yeah we a lot of people especially men think we own oh definitely yes don't you don't own your you don't and going back to what you were saying about role models i mean children really do as you do and not as you tell them to do and how you fight in front of them how you argue in front of them matters so much especially for girls are watching all of it so my wife and i i i I think i i'm comfortable saying we did damage in that area i think everybody has yeah we have fought in ways that have not been healthy for them to see and they've been now they're 15 and 18 they are smart they are funny they are uh wise for their age and they're also not afraid of us which i think is an important thing and so they tell us your fighting has been bad it's bad yes both are really cognizant of that and i think we both obviously respect their opinion on that who Mm -hmm. else should we and so we've worked really hard on on being better certainly in front of them much less to each other privately and it's it's been it's been a lot of growth and i'm really proud of both of us i don't want to be condescending at all but i am so proud of you i'm so proud of you and your wife And I feel like it takes a lot of courage. And I really commend you for that. You have a lot of humor about everything, but it's really, you really are the poster child for manful masculinity. (laughs) We've actually gone over. You've been so generous with your time. Uh, You guys, how lucky have we been to have Pete Dominic spill the tea with us on so much stuff. Pete and I have both worked. Well, you have worked really deeply. You were actually, you had your own show on CNN, right? I I did. Yeah. But eight weeks, I was a contributor there for well over a year and on, on you know, that. on the staff. And I, yeah, I hosted a, like a, basically they called it an on-air pilot. It did like eight episodes. It was, it was great. It was ahead of its time. They should bring it back. But I don't want to work in corporate media anymore. Uh, I'm so I, over I, corporate media. I'm yeah. so over it. That's a whole other conversation. But I'm going to hit, uh, stop recording. So thank you and say bye thank to everyone. Thank you very Pete. much for having and me. And I'm going to really continue spilling it. the tea with him off the record. <laughs> See you guys soon. Bye.